This is Texas BioBytes from Texas Biomed. I'm your host, Wendy Rigby. When you hear the phrase natural history, what comes to mind? A display at a museum? A college course? At Texas Biomed, natural history means a certain kind of study that tracks the course of an infectious disease. In this case, Ebola virus in a non-human primate. To find out why natural history studies are important, I talked to scientists with our high containment laboratory. I am Ricardo Carrion Jr. I'm an associate scientist and also the director of maximum containment contract research. What is a natural history study? Uh, a natural history study is a study in which we characterize the course of a disease within a, an animal model system. So in our case, we're looking at Ebola virus disease in the macaque model. Why is it called a natural history study? It's called a natural history study because we look at all the parameters that surround infection. We look at viral loads, how the host system responds to the virus, and um, the pathology or the disease it causes within the animal during the course of infection. You're looking at the way the disease occurs naturally and how it infects and invades an animal's immune system naturally. That is correct. We're looking at how a disease or a virus in this case infects an animal and how it progresses to the end state, which is a, in the case of Ebola virus, a fatal outcome. And so this is necessary, why? It's important to understand uh, the natural history of a virus so we can develop appropriate cures or uh, vaccines for the disease. In order to understand if we cured the virus, we had to make sure that we prevent disease. Is this only necessary in new models for disease? For any infectious model disease, it's important to understand the characteristics of that disease. What we investigate, we have to use these animal models as surrogates for humans, since the virus does not occur at a level that can be tested naturally in conventional human efficacy studies. What's involved in these studies from a lab perspective? Uh, from a lab perspective, to conduct a natural history study, we need to have appropriately characterized viruses for infecting the animal, and we have to conduct experiments with assays that are well-defined. Once we receive data, the data has to be at a quality level that cannot be disputed by a, an FDA uh, inspection team. So that means attention to detail, ensuring that all animals are healthy before the start of the study, and ensuring that any, everybody involved in the study performs assays according to a study plan. So who's funding these studies at Texas Biomed, and what animals and viruses are you working on? These natural history studies at Texas Biomed are funded by BARDA, which is part of Health and Human Services, and BARDA is the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority. We're using filoviruses, which are Ebola virus, Sudan virus, and Marburg virus, and we're using macaque models. And these are old-world monkeys that we have at Texas Biomed that respond very well, or actually they develop disease that mimic human disease. So in the wild, do these monkeys get these viruses, or is it something that they're just being exposed to in a lab setting? In the wild, uh, Ebola viruses, filoviruses affect ch the chimpanzee populations, and it is quite le lethal uh, for that population. In the laboratory study setting, we've determined that these old-world monkeys, they're equally infected by the virus and develop a disease that's similar to humans. So it's a good model. It's a very good model. The same pathology we see in humans, the monkeys mimic that disease. So these natural history studies prove that on a scientific level. These studies are well-controlled studies, and they help to demonstrate that the macaque model, the macaque monkey, is a good surrogate for human disease when it comes to Ebola virus. 
when we infect a, a macaque with Ebola virus, the way that the virus replicates, the way the monkey's immune system responds to the virus is identical to that way that a human responds to an infection. So we're able to use that when we test vaccines and therapies. How long do these kinds of studies take? The course of Ebola infection is relatively quick. So after infection, um, by seven or eight days, the animals start showing signs of disease. So very quickly, we'll determine if a vaccine is efficacious because if we are able to prevent the sign of diseases or minimize that, we know that the therapy or vaccine is efficacious. The FDA will use these animal models to evaluate experimental Ebola vaccines and therapeutics that come through the pipeline. The federal government characterizes Ebola as a high-priority threat. That's why money is being invested, to protect people with either a vaccine or a therapeutic if the virus happened to come into the United States, as it did in 2014 when two nurses in Dallas contracted the disease from a patient with Ebola who traveled here from Africa. While most people in America don't see Ebola as a threat, there is a chance the virus could be weaponized for a bioterrorism attack, or it could show up again in a visitor arriving from another country. Texas Biomed competed for and won the grant to conduct these natural history studies in part because of its long and successful history working with high containment pathogens. Texas Biomed has been involved in Ebola studies since 2004 first working with small models such as guinea pigs and mice, then transitioning to monkeys in 2005, and currently for the last 10 years we've been looking at vaccines and therapies in larger macaque models. These vaccines and therapies that we're developing need to be developed under the FDA animal rule guidelines and therefore it requires that a well-characterized model be used in order to transition it to licensure. So right now we're at the point where the vaccine therapies are advanced enough that we can consider putting this towards the FDA for licensure. You've been listening to Texas BioBytes from Texas Biomed. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe. You'll hear about new research, fascinating animals, and the people who make all of the breakthroughs possible. Find out the ways we're enhancing lives through discovery. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, and TuneIn. One of the simplest ways to hear our podcast is to sign up by email. Every two weeks, you'll be alerted about the latest episode of Texas BioBytes from Texas Biomed. Then all you have to do is open up the email and click on the podcast to hear it. Log on to our website, txbiomed.org, and search podcasts. We're passionate about sharing our science. Thanks for listening. I'm Wendy Rigby.